You're listening to The Jerry River Show. Now that's what I'm talking about. This is Amanda Walston. If you listened to the show yesterday, you heard my interview with Willie Caterbeck. She told a terrifying story about her niece, a nine-year-old from Connecticut who seems to have had some sort of psychotic break during which she is alleged to have murdered the children at her birthday party in October. We will be looking into that story very soon to see what we can find. A week or two back, it seemed like any explanation for all these strange occurrences, speaking in an unknown language, a cult based around rocks that glow red, Alex Canby's bizarre moment on live TV might not be forthcoming. Now, we are seeing connections between these things that could lead us to some sort of understanding. The latest evidence to come our way is from our own Jerry Rivers, who has been out of touch for three days. I wish I could say I heard from Jerry directly, but word came via his dispatch tapes he's been overnighting to us. And the news he sends does nothing to alleviate our worries. What I am presenting to you today is largely unedited. There are times when Jerry is clearly addressing you, our audience, and other times when he seems to have just let the recording continue to capture as much as he could of what was happening around him. I just want to warn listeners, this is pretty unsettling stuff. about uh, 11 hours since I confronted those workers on the Canby estate property. Whatever they're piping into that pond stained my hands blue. I probably should have been more concerned that I came in contact with something that made the pond water gel up and ripple with a weird sound like that. But it didn't really seem to affect me. That is, not until an hour ago when I woke up with my ears ringing and unable to catch my breath for a minute. I got dressed and went downstairs to see if there was anything open for breakfast yet. There's a mall attached to the hotel, so I wandered in. Now, I know I cut a pretty unusual figure. After five years out of the business, I guess I still got that wrestler thing going on. People stare sometimes, but whatever. I did feel a little off. The lights were too bright, and I felt like everything seemed a little surreal. I brought my Sony so I could record some notes, and I quickly rolled tape when things got weird. The hell you looking at? My eyes were feeling weird from the bright lights, so I put on my sunglasses. I stopped at the information directory. There was a friendlies listed on the mezzanine. I headed for the escalator, cutting through a central area that looked like it had just been finished. Some suburban crap with plastic pillars around a fake rock formation and a fountain that hadn't been turned on yet. Real Devo, man. Just then, a boy ran up to me out of nowhere, with his mom trailing close on his heels. The Ravager! Mom, it's the Ravager! Hey, little dude. 
All right, Jackie. Whoa, wait a minute. Let's give him a little room. It's okay. I got a feeling this guy's a future wrestler. What do you think, Jackie? I, I don't know. Okay. You just remember to do good in school and help your mom out, all right? Uh, I don't I don't have any autographed pictures on me today, but if you got something to write on. Oh, oh, that's that's nice. Um, I'm I might have something. As we were waiting there, the fountain turned on. I guess it was on a timer or whatever. Then I noticed those pillars had stones mounted on top of them. Here, uh, all we have is this flyer from the mall. That'll do. In a pinch. As I wrote on the flyer, I noticed it was an announcement about the opening of the plaza area where we were standing. There was a picture of the dedication ceremony, but check out this part of the tape. Do you hear that? That sound? Are you feeling okay? Maybe we shouldn't bother you right now. I said things got weird, but this I wasn't prepared for. Some of you will have a hard time swallowing what I'm about to tell you. And to be honest, I wasn't sure myself until I heard it on the tape. We're standing there and that sound gets louder and louder. I I swear it was damn near deafening. My vision was going all weird from it and in the middle of signing the flyer, I had to take off my glasses and rub my eyes. Really, don't don't worry about it. Say goodbye to Mr. Rivers, Jackie. Mom, what's the matter with him? No, I'm all right. It was uh, Jackie, right? I just wanted to get away from that sound, so I scribbled my usual "stay tough" on the flyer and. Sign my name right over some text about the developer of the plaza. Get this. It said, Can be partners. At that moment, I remembered why those stones on top of the pillars looked so familiar. Just like the ones in Canby's sunroom. Then, it all broke down. I mean, reality... I couldn't tell what was real. The air around us got thick and started to close in. My hand was throbbing. Everything was too bright and too loud and like these big walls of blue gelatin were sliding around us like puzzle pieces, leaving us in an opening in the middle of it all. You have some blue stuff on your hand. Come on, Jackie. Let's leave him alone now. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I swear, some kind of big shrimp or something was just swimming around in the air right above us. You could hear the sounds it made on the tape. The mom and her kids seemed completely unaware of any of this. What the hell is that? 
I backed a few steps away. That thing had, like, a long tube or something coming out of its underside. It extended downwards toward the little boy. The kid had no idea. When it made contact with the top of his head, it, it made this sickening sound. Get the hell out of here! Oh my god! What are you? I lunged at the thing, and to my amazement, it was solid. Real enough to catch a hold of. I whipped it right off of that kid. It twisted while I held onto it, but there was no way I was letting it go. Mom! Help! Please, somebody help us! I wrestled with it for a moment, trying to keep that freaking tube away from me. We fell through the blue gelatin, and I thrashed it against the fountain rocks as hard as I could. The body of that thing just sort of slid sideways into the blue gelatin. It was, it was like it was there, and, and then suddenly it just went somewhere I couldn't see it. I decided against breakfast. About now, you're wondering what the hell happened to old Jerry. Or, you think I'm making it up, but I'm telling you, this all happened at a freaking North Jersey mall. As I mentioned earlier, we received these tapes from Jerry this morning, but we have not heard from him directly, and we are concerned. We are doing all we can to find him and will keep you posted. Until next time, this has been Amanda Walston. Thank you for listening to Under Dead Water, Episode 10. Our first season has ended, and we're excited to take this into a second season with an amplified dose of strangeness and blue ooze. But the story will continue in the meantime in our Motherload Editions extended episodes. A lot happens in these scenes, including fun tie-ins to the Mandible Judy universe. Go to mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com to purchase these special extended episodes, or get access at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy by becoming a supporter. Our cast this week was Matthew Bird, Amanda Goodman, Brianna Bird, and Tamara Yadal. Music is by Glomag. Join us every Thursday night on Twitch for a chat with the cast, horror trivia, and micro-performances. You can view it in browser at twitch.tv slash wondervillenyc or hear it on our Discord. See the show notes for details. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and the show is available on all major streaming platforms. See you in about a month. Music